everyone to another inspiring episode of Studio 603. I'm currently looking at the TV screen and Matt's playing Super Mario on his um, Super Nintendo. But we're taking a break. But um, I just want to point out is the trees right there all have smiley faces. (laughs) I'm in the forest of illusion if anybody... (laughs) Who grew up in the 90s and played Super Mario knows about that. All the trees have smiley faces. (laughs) And I just noticed that now. (laughs) (laughs) So, welcome. We have another episode for you this week. We are going to embark on a series. They might not be in consecutive order we might bounce around a little bit but we uh i guess the i didn't tell sam this but the background of this is in the pottery studio i've been working on a pottery piece that is about the life of elijah and sort of being at a very low point underneath a broom tree because he's being hunted by this evil queen and then God tells him to go up to a mountain and there's an earthquake and there's a great wind and then there's a fire and then God wasn't in any of those big elements but he was in this thick whisper and Elijah had this powerful encounter with God on this mountain so I tried to capture this in a really abstract way and people look at my sculpture and they say, like, oh, that's kind of cool. What is that? That's cute. Instead of being like, oh, that's, like, let me tell you about this guy named Elijah. I'm like, oh, you know, like, Earth, Wind, Fire, like, the band. And they're like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. And people can relate to that. Well, if you look at pottery, it goes through that, right? And when you put it in a kiln, it goes through, like, the firing process. Oh, yeah. Then uh, you take clay from the soil. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And then you have to add water to it to keep it hydrated. Mm. So pottery is earth, wind, water, and fire. Mm. I don't think about that. Good job, Sam. That's why I'm here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to tackle earth, wind, and fire in this week's episode. Well, water too. Well, do you want to do water too? Yeah, I think water is pretty good. Okay, well, we'll... It's pretty fluid. (laughs) So we'll hit water, too. But this week, we're going to start with Earth. Did you? you start. I start? Yeah, I think... I feel like you got the ideas tonight. Yeah, all right. I'm the the hype man tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Trees with smiley faces. Trees with smiley faces. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I guess I'll start with something about my dad. So my dad is an economist, but specifically an agricultural economist. And he's also a genius. That too. And he grew up on a farm in rural Indiana. He grew up tilling soybeans with a hoe. Driving a tractor. So he's he's kept his uh, roots in the soil, as they say. And continued studying agriculture and looking at farming and looking at how that impacts economics, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, he met a professor who studies dirt. 
he's a dirt, he's a dirty professor. (laughs) (laughs) And so my dad was, (laughs) my dad was listening to this professor speak at some kind of like agricultural equivalent of (laughs) Comic-Con. And this guy was a, was a, a speaker and the, the guy went up to the stage, this professor, and he held out uh, his hands to the audience, kind of like he was like, like cupping them to hold something. And he said, if you were to go out in the woods, deep into the woods, and dig up two full scoops of dirt, how many living things do you think you'd be holding in your hand? And he kind of held his hands out to the audience like this. And he got some estimates. And you, uh, Give me an estimate. What do you think? How many living things are in two heaping scoops of dirt? Probably over a billion. I don't know. Mm. That, that's, pretty, that, that's higher than most people would guess. So there are approximately 6.8 billion wow. living microorganisms in two scoops of dirt. So basically the population of the world. Yeah, that's mad. That's pretty cute. Yeah. So <laughs> which just, that's that's so mind blowing to me. Yeah, you can't even fathom that. Yeah. So so when you take like a walk in the woods, like every footstep that you take, you are walking on six point eight billion <laughs> lives. Well, more like you know, like a tiny little universe of micro energy and micro microbes and microbiodiversity. Yeah, it just blows my mind to think about that and to think about all the dirt that's around me all the time and how it's buzzing with te- teeming with life. I would say, yeah. and so thinking about that and kind of the richness of the earth and the and the soil to take i guess to take this to a spiritual plane uh like in the beginning of the bible narrative in genesis chapter 2 it talks about god forming man out of the dust of the earth like a potter and then breathing life into Adam. And I think that, that to me, thinking about Earth and thinking about it's how it has this richness to it and thinking about, yeah, I don't know, like to think about like Adam being like sculpted out of this, like a very, like a very, like, prim, it's very primal in a way. To think about Adam being thrown together like, uh, like a, like a mud pie, like you were three years old, yeah. just like like piling this together. And then it takes on this like breath and this life and this animation. Like that's, that's such a fantastic little visual to me in my head to think about. Can you imagine if you, if you had that ability to walk outside right now, pick up a scoopsy mm. of mud and then <laughs> throw together some... Yeah. Shape. And like, like snap your fingers and oh your life. Just breathe some life into yeah. it. Yeah. Now you take responsibility of this life form that you just created. Yeah. It's like a strange mm. concept. Mm. Especially you know, 
Mm. Once you t- assume responsibility, like, how long does it live for? Like, do you bring it in the house? Like, <laughs> what do you eat? <laughs> like, it's just like a strange for us to fathom. I think it's like a weird undertaking. You know, it's like a big mm. undertaking. That's mm. what I'm trying to mm. say. And like, when I think of Earth, I think of just like dirt, like dirty, like being a kid splashing around in the rain and getting filthy and not being able to walk inside the house because you're so dirty. Like you've got mud everywhere and you kind of have to get like cleaned up. Um, And uh, so it's not that it has like a bad connotation, but it's just like if you're dirty, it's like, oh, like I want to get clean. Like I want to get this off of me. Like it's not something that we like embrace a positive way in like our in our culture, I guess. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But still, uh, I think that the key theme that's bouncing around in my brain right now is that Earth, like dirt. When I say Earth, I don't mean like the planet or the globe. I mean like Earth, like two scoops. Earth is sacred, both w- within this this narrative of God forming a human out of it and using that language. But we as people now treat it in a sacred way in a number of ways. Let me give you an example. So I was recently, last weekend, down in North Carolina visiting with Kaz. Kaz of Basel. (laughs) And... Kaz is a photographer, and I think Sam might be drawing a diagram. He's got a pen and paper. I'm just going to keep talking while he, yeah, talking. he's going to he's processing. So I was down uh, visiting Katie, and she, over the summer, had a photography gig in Morocco. Anyways, so we were, we were uh, hanging out, and she disappeared for a second and came back with this glass vial uh, and she put this glass vial in my hand and it was filled with sand from the Sahara Desert Sam would react to this but he's eager no I'm listening that's pretty cute (laughs) I was thinking as you said that one where did you get it from two did you go to the Sahara Desert three what part of the Sahara Desert four did you buy it she went to the Sahara Desert she scooped it into a bag and then bought this little glass vial and like filled the vial with sand from the heart of the Sahara. Did she go to the Western Sahara? I don't know, but she went to the Sahara. Who goes to the Sahara Desert? I don't know where. (laughs) Okay, that's a follow-up question. Uh, And a lot of people do this. A lot of people, I'm not saying a lot of people visit the Sahara, but people will go in nature and pick up stones. professor at my undergrad who collects soil from places that she'll never visit. She asked people to bring back soil with them from their trip. Uh, and so she's got this like co- this collection of different Ziploc bags of soil from around the world, Ireland and Africa. And That's pretty cool, but I feel like you have to go there to yeah. Yeah. collect it. Like... I appreciate gifts and stuff, but if I'm going to, like, collect soil and stuff, I kind of want to go and get it myself. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, like, why do you think, why do you think that people have like, like little collections of rocks that they've picked up from different like trails and sticks and little jars of soil? Like what, like what's, like what's the, what's the thing behind that? Think about, well, I think about it like this is get a painting by Da Vinci Mm. and put it next to a redwood. Which one's more beautiful? Someone, um, one of the smartest men on the planet, Drew, or a redwood tree that's been growing for 3,000 years or whatever. I'm going to choose a redwood tree. Mm. I think humans have a natural affinity mm. to the natural world, and we are a part of the natural order. It just so happens that we seem to be more sentient or whatever you want to call it than other animals. Mm. Mm. So I think we can get stuck in color coordinating our curtains to our settee but really you bring a house plant in you crack it on the shelf and you're like wow that's a really beautiful house plant like mm. Mm. so i think we're like childish in a way with our surroundings still like we want to learn and we want to constantly seek answers and we find beauty in mm. anything mm. and everything yeah I'm, so, I'm thinking about your redwood comment um, well, <laughs> I did. It was really good. <laughs> I think, especially if you live in a city and you work in an office and you live in a house and you live in suburbia and you're, you walk on the sidewalk and you play like basketball on a court and you are inside a car and you, you're in you're not touching and you're not you're not touching the soil and you're not in like immersed in like the earth uh and in our in our culture especially amongst outdoor enthusiasts there's this mindset of going to recharge in nature yeah. and that like there's no wi-fi but there's a stronger connection I've heard people say that, <laughs> like, over the woods. That's straight off Pinterest. hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. But, like, do you, do you think that there's anything to that? Like, like yeah. going into the woods and dig, dig, digging your toes in the sand at the ocean and digging your fingertips into, like, a brook to touch the stones and the moss and, like, like physically touching the earth and the sand and the rocks and the soil. I mean, yeah, there's many things that you take into account and I can't remember the exact sources and references, but I'm pretty sure I've read in some places that walk in for like half an hour in the woods or a forest is being or has been clinically proven to reduce anxiety. Mm. And I think we strive and desire a connection to something. Mm. So, yeah, I, I can agree. Yeah, like, and I think that's one thing as well is some people grow up in the desert, some people grow up in a forested region, whatever. But you're always going to find like a deep connection to any form of wilderness. I think I don't think it's like I grew up in the backwoods of Alabama. I'm just going to go <laughs> swamp dip in. Like, you're going to find beauty in, like, any form of, like, nature, I mm, think. Mm. And also, like, one more thing. When you were talking about driving in a car, 
like what I was thinking is like like normally me and Lauren would be driving and we'd be like, wow, look at that cloud over there. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I think you can look up. Like you look mm-hmm. up and you look down like it's like this like 360 intake of visual stimuli or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when we were talking about this episode before we started recording, you brought you actually sitting next to Sam right now in his hand is a cup of tea. And next to him, he has Mosby's 2019 nursing drug reference guide. And you made this comment about medication and how medication comes from the earth. Yeah. Like most medication is derived from natural Mm -hmm. sources, plant based, or they can be like salt based. Mm. Uh, and then if you want to go into like deeper things like lithium or whatever like goes into manufacturing mm. batteries and it's just we take from the earth mining like mm. metals and mm. rocks we, we really need rachel gent like on this on this yeah, episode we should, we should have had <laughs> a rock engineer <laughs> a mineral engineer rachel gent welcome yeah so i Related to the point about medication, so I take medication every day as a mood balancer. And so what I take is salt. So Sam mentioned lithium. So I take something called lithium carbonate, which comes from the ground. And I take the equivalent of like three pinches of salt worth every day. And somehow that adjusts with my brain chemistry and makes me have uh, a better day each day. Sam's flipping to lithium right now to tell me all the side effects. But what's so, <laughs> but what's so mind-blowing about lithium is that it is one of the simplest compounds on the earth. So if you look on the periodic table, it's up in the upper left-hand corner. I think the only simpler element in our universe is like hydrogen or something like that. But lithium has like three atoms. It's so simple and it's everywhere. And they've scientists have done studies that have proven that the smallest traces of lithium in a town water source boosts happiness for everybody in the town. And you can go to like Bolivia to the salt flats and there are, or no, they're not called the salt flats. What are they called in Bolivia? I'm pretty sure it's the salt flats. Okay. I'll Google it. Uh, yeah, there's these giant mounds of lithium, like a, like a desert of lithium. And if you Google, if you Google it, it's like, it's a gorgeous place to go. Uh, it's called Saladi Ayuni, S A L A R D E U Y U N I. Well, I think like one of my desires, since I have a lot of lithium in my like body, uh, and I get yeah, so that's what happens is as I take it and it builds up a threshold in my in my body, so that it has a therapeutic effect, but. Uh, I would love to visit Bolivia and just play in the, yeah, right now Sam is showing me pictures on Google. I highly recommend that you Google it because it's a beautiful place. (laughs) It looks beautiful. Google it at night. 
Yeah, so that that's another beyond recharging. That's just like daily maintenance. That's how I keep. Uh, that's how the earth keeps me in balance, I suppose. Yeah. So, so when was the last time that you walked through the soil with your bare feet? I do it all the time. I think I did it like yesterday at Lauren's dad's house, just like chasing Lauren in the front yard as she was raking leaves. <laughs> I think that's what I was doing. <laughs> I did a marathon the other day, picked a marathon, and there's this one dude, he ran the whole marathon in bare feet. Mm. He, the That's whole, crazy. The whole marathon in bare feet. Mm. Mm. That's that nuts. was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like having connections to the soil, but not that much. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's like yeah. very like grounding. Yeah. To, and I mean that's one thing. Actually, I remember when we first met and we were going on hikes and stuff, and you'd be like, you know. I don't really take photos because, like, live in the moment, man. Like, don't live it through a camera. And I think that's, like, one thing uh, I, I've taken with me is, like, whenever, like... Because me and Lauren went to Oregon and Washington mm, mm. this past year and we saw, like, the redwoods and went went around and saw some amazing sights. And, like, I really have to, like, tell myself, just stop for this second... And remember this for the rest of your life. Like, take this visual screenshot right now. Mm. And then move along. And, and do you, for that screenshot, do you feel like if you, like, stick your toes in the sand or if you rub the bark of a redwood or you pick up yeah. soil and let it, like, sift through your fingers, does that, does that make you take that snapshot? Easier or connect so. with the moment? Yeah, definitely. I think like a tactile sensation or mm. something like mm. that is definitely a way to to form that connection, like mm. this physical connection. Mm. You always have a physical connection because you're walking everywhere. You go, whatever. Like, But I think if you carve out time for the connection and you ground yourself and meditate, mm. I mean, I'm not saying... You know, you have to give thanks to the earth or whatever. I'm just saying, you know, connect with the earth. Like, mm. understand where you come from. Mm. And where do we come from? We come from the dust. You know? mm. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's really good. Uh, I just it came to me thinking about how we're sitting on this pleather couch with fake hardwood floor in, <laughs> in an apartment complex, <laughs> like in a in a concrete building, <laughs> we have a ceramic mug yeah, with Peter yeah. Pan on it or whatever it is. And <laughs> we like we should have we should have arranged this to like we go out to Frontenac and yeah. had this by a fire. <laughs> I think in an ideal fire crackle pops. Mm. You know? mm. maybe, well, maybe for the fire episode. Fire, yeah. I think yeah, and I think uh, I think it's a good spot to end it. And three. One. Bashful tonight. Oh, here we are. Rolling in deep in the soil down a hill. Get some bee stains, grass stains. Put it in the wash and mom will clean you up. Go take a shower. Cause you so dirty. You've been playing outside without any power, any lights. Dancing in the rain. They'd call that insane, but I call it nature education. And I'm here with Sammy. He's gonna tell me how he 
gets in touch with himself in nature. Leaves, trees, all pollinated by our friendly neighborhood bees. They're but 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 buzzing in the ground, going to the soil, and we're all gonna toil with the yoke on our back. Help me out, brother. Let me walk along the same track as you're going. Hand in hand, I'm gonna pass a mic back to the one and only man, and his name is Matt Draben Stott. Meet us in the redwoods in approximately two years. We'll have a big gathering, maybe sing a song. Maybe we'll bring something to hum along with the bees and the trees and the butterfly kisses on my cheek. Mm. Next week, <laughs> next week, we're going to get into it next week at Studio 603.